This is Keep Prices Kirk. This is Keith Price, and welcome to yet another edition of Keith Price's Curtain Call, and I'm so thrilled, again, always to be able to talk to you guys about anything that's going on in the world of theater, as well as books, TV, because that stuff is coming later on. There's a lot of really, really good stuff that I got planned for you for the rest of the season. But I have to say, my next guest that's going to be here, I just confessed to him before we got 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 this show popping, as the kids mm-hmm. would say, mm-hmm. um, that... I I have to I have to own the fact that I myself as much as I love theater and as much as I like to talk to people about theater to have lived in New York as long as I have lived and to not know the work of the Black Spectrum Theater out of, out in Queens of all places mm-hmm. and I'm lucky enough to sit here right now with the founder this is the, the man who made this happen over are you guys ready for this over 40 Years ago. And of course, you know, black don't crack, so it's working for him. How you living? Hey. Um, And Mr. Carl Clay is here with me. And, you know, I got to say, shame on me. And I own. See, that's the thing. I had to own that first. Okay. (laughs) But again, wow. A 40-year theater company. It actually is 47 years. And uh, we forgive you. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've, um, we've been operating... I guess you can say almost like a regional theater in a way. Exactly. Because, you know, um, the whole Manhattan theater scene, There, you know, there are a lot of Manhattanites who don't believe that there's life outside of the <laughs> Triborough and the 59th Street Bridge, uh, but there is. And um, we've um, been building an uh, a institution there. Yeah. And uh, that institution has focused on going beyond just the realm of presenting professional theater, but also having a Children's and Youth Theater Institute, uh, uh, getting involved in uh, the outdoor mobile stage process. We have two outdoor mobile stages toward a tri-state area where we do outdoor performances and we provide services to other events like Harlem Week and Mm -hmm. Arts on 3rd and Mount Vernon and all kinds of festivals going on in New Jersey. And in, and, and in Queens, jams in Queens. So, so like a do, little side hustle. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Right there. Got to pay the bills, I right? I know. Because so, is cute, yeah, but she don't pay. There you go. <laughs> so we have that going, and we're in a beautiful facility that we've been in since 1986 that I had the pleasure of working with the architect to help design. Uh, it's a 300-seat facility. We have a lounge in the back. Um, we um, do. We have a beautiful lawn area out in front of the theater, in which we do jazz on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 25 films under our belt, and one feature film uh, starring Dougie Fresh and Lisa Nicole Carson, who you know of yeah. from uh, Devil Wears a Blue Dress. We, uh-huh. This was her first feature film with us. It goes back some years into the uh, late 90s, but it was our first feature. It was shown all over BET and so forth. And then we have 25 other films that we've done that have primarily dealt with urban teen issues, Babies Making Babies, mm-hmm. um, The Follower, uh, which was a male responsibility piece, What to Do If You Get Stopped by the Police, Urban Encounters. Um, wow, which, of course, in today's world right now, is well, still timely. Well, that's been one of the things. So, a lot of times we've been ahead of the curve on a lot of things. So mm-hmm. there's a film that was done uh, with uh, PBS back in uh, 2000. It was shot all over the country. 
And we gave away a hell of a lot of copies of it because we felt very strongly that this was something that parents needed to see with their uh, with their kids. Um, and so today, as you can see, it's a subject that just doesn't seem to go away. It's in a presidential um, debate to have somebody say stop and frisk is a great thing. Yeah, it's you, crazy. It's like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's you've crazy. You've got to be kidding me. Um, you know, so... You know, it's the, it's the films that we've done. It's the plays. We have a, a performing arts museum mm -hmm. in this uh, theater uh, facility that was, uh, the ribbon was cut on it by Ruby D. Wow. Ruby D and Ossie Davis came to the theater many, many times. And uh, for a while, we had them on our answering service, answering <laughs> the phone. Uh, and Legend. uh, That's like legendary it, energy. It, yeah, legendary energy. So we have the museum. We have a summer theater camp that's in its 23rd year uh, that's self-sufficient. And uh, just three years ago, we started a program called ECAP, Entertainment Careers After School Program, for young people in middle school to take performing arts and learn some of the skills besides acting, um, music technology, uh, lighting, sound, costuming, makeup, scene design, scene design all of that. So that's in its third year. Wow. Um, we have a board of seven people. Bob Law, uh, you might know her from mm -hmm. Night Talk, uh, yeah. uh, is the chairperson of our board and has been for the last ooh, good 15 years. And um, a lot of people have come out of our theater. Um, Desiree Coleman, who sang, uh, who was in uh, Mama, I Want to Sing, started in our theater right wow. there in Queens. Uh, Debbie Burrell, uh, Cleveland now, but mm -hmm. uh, she was Debbie Burrell when she was in Dreamgirls on Broadway. And she was the wow. second tier of actress, uh, actresses on in Dreamgirls. Carlise Burke, who was just in the NBC uh, TV series Crowded, uh, got canceled, but yep. she got a TV but, series. Hello. And she sag. started. Give me my sag. There Give you me my go. Sag. There yes. you go. So, and she started with us. Um, Ella Joyce, who's going to come this weekend. From Rock. From Rock. Uh, back in those days. She's, she, is she from? Did she, I know she did um, one of the August Wilson plays at Yale. Mm-hmm. Yes. She was a yeah. part of that whole clique. She was part of that whole Rocky clique. Rocky Carroll, all of those guys That's were in that right. mix. That's yeah. right. And from Detroit, when she came to New York, this is one of the first places she worked with. Uh, 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 and continues to work with and, you guys. And continues to work. Phyllis Stickney. Yeah. When she came to New York, the first place she came was through Black Spectrum. So we've worked with a lot of people, and um, we've had um, some really significant uh, productions that we've done. Uh, one of our shows, Deadwood Dick, Legend of the West, or They Went That Away, uh, was uh, Warren Burdine, Warren Burdine uh, Jr.'s play, uh, directed by Reggie Life. And uh, that was one of our big hits. Uh, it goes back some years. Uh, OOB City, uh, uh, Dr. Deez's play, that ended up off-Broadway also. So we've we've been doing a lot of things, I guess, in between the... The as you were leaving the theater, we mm. would just come in or something, <laughs> or as we were coming in, you were just leaving something like that. But um, we are part of a coalition of theaters in New York called Coalition for Theaters of Color, and other theaters that are part of that are the New Federal Theater, Billy Holiday, right. Hadley Players, mm -hmm. New Heritage, National Black Theater, and we all came together. Uh, Ruby Dianasi Davis. Um, uh, helped us formulate this coalition back in uh, 2003. And um, it has been a source of, of our, um, I guess you can say, of us 
understanding each other's um, sharing each other's pain sometimes. Right. Sharing the you know the good times and the and, 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 and the bad. We've been at the National Black Theater five times with productions. Um, a few of them that I've written, uh, like uh, Kingfish, Amos and Andy, uh, mm-hmm. that went back into the into those uh, uh, cans of old old uh, talking about the old Amos and Andy show. We had a huge write-up in the Times for that. And um, we, um, other shows, uh, you know, we've done a lot of August Wilson, Fences, Piano Lesson, right. uh, Two Trains Running is probably our third um, August Wilson play. And, and that's it, happening this season, isn't That's it? Com- uh, coming up this season. It's going to open November 4th and run to November 20th. And it's being directed by our resident uh, 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 director, Miss Bette Howard. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. So, um, and so your home, you have your homegrown team yes. of people mm-hmm. presenting the things that need to be presented. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Carl Clay with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we're talking about the Black Spectrum Theater Company. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, like I said before, that I, I, I have to be like, I'm a remiss because I didn't mm-hmm. realize that all of this was happening mm-hmm. just across the bridge, basically. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, that means that in the course of the years that you've had your, your company, the last 47 years, you know, the conversation in the last two or three years especially has been about the quote unquote diversity on Broadway and how yeah. the theater needs to be more diverse. And and the bottom line has been is that there's always been diversity. It's just been an issue of who's going to get their butts in the seats to put their eyes to the stage. Mm-hmm. And so what I would love to know for you, now that this this surge, resurgence of, of, I shouldn't say resurgence, it's more of the, the, the owning of... The fact that, oh, look, black people and Latin people and Asian people can do theater and make money for you. Does it sting a little bit just to think that, you know, all of a sudden this conversation is happening when you've been doing what you've been doing for the last 47 years? Yeah, it it, it does. And it's interesting. Um, I'll tell you a real quick story. And that is that uh, back when the, um, you know, the whole financial piece happened mm-hmm. and after... In 2008, yeah? yeah. Yeah, and then just after 9-11 when mm-hmm. things were really yeah. in chaos a bit, um, a lot of the theaters were threatened with, um, you know, monies being taken out of their budget for security reasons mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, fun- funding the, the state so that, they, you know, they can protect us better and stuff. And um, so I got a phone call one time, and it was from a theater, which will go nameless, but that director... <laughs> Those bitches. I'm sorry, I'll say it for you. <laughs> this is my show. I can say what I want to say. Them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so they called they call me on the phone and said, um, uh, oh, my God, uh, you know, you know... Uh, all, a lot of our funding's been cut, and you know uh, what? Are, what are we gonna do? You know, and it reminded me of, um, you know, I, I don't know, one of those old 1930s movie movies where you know they go to the, they go to the uh, some of the the help, and they say, <laughs> oh my God, what 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 are we gonna do? You know, well, first of all, you really never meant we. Okay, it was always you. And so in a lot of ways... And now you realize I'm here. Yeah, Hello. now you realize mm-hmm. I'm here. And then the thing was, what I loved was this, how did, you know, how did, how should we 
proceed. How, you know, you're used to this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Ooh, you're used so, to being broke. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you laugh and then you just say, hey, look, I, you know, I, I, uh, I have really nothing to offer other than what we, we do what we do. Mm-hmm. But we've always been on the um, edge of funding and recognition in terms of um, just being able to get our props for, for what it is that we do. But by the same token, you know, there's a whole new theater energy out there now, and um, part of the old school, part of the new school. Um, what is it like now to see the the whole diversity piece come about? It is a little bittersweet because, you know, you look at this whole idea of people saying, well, um, you know, we, you need to make sure that you are diverse. Mm-hmm. And we've always been diverse. Mm-hmm. We've always brought in, uh, we've had white actors, Hispanic actors yeah. work with us, Jewish actors, wh- whoever. Mm-hmm. And that's never been an issue. But we've always been clear that we were not really in the American theater uh, uh, um, uh, 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 dichotomy of what was, what's going on. Right. And so, um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's weird. And, and um, now you have a lot of theaters doing uh, white theaters doing black theater seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and and they get a lot of monies for it, you know. Um, but I've learned that, you know, um, when things get rough, just continue to focus on the work. Just do the work. Do the work. Do the work and let the work speak for you. And and there it is, without, you know. Um, um, uh, 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 um, Barking up anybody's uh, doors or anything. Because you can't hate what's not yours. Exactly. You can't hate on what's not yours. Exactly. Wow, that's Carl Clay with me here on Keith Mm -hmm. Price's Curtain Call. And he is the founder of the Black Spectrum Theater um, that always can use some coins. So mm-hmm. if you if you're listening, <laughs> hey, you got five dollars. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. you and you believe in making sure that theater is available for everyone because that is one of the things that I've noticed about the uh, programs that you you have. I was just looking on. I had made notes earlier about your your just for this season alone. Mm-hmm. You have Ella Joyce, who for many of you, you know, you get your Google out because I know you're sitting there now looking. I don't know who Ella Joyce is. Look her up. Because mm-hmm. I know that's what you're doing, clicking around while you're listening. But, you know, Ella Joyce has been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me from just the idea that she is here to do, what is it, her funkicize? With funkicize and a, and a master class on her history in the stage and screen. You know? TV series and all of that. And for her to, to take the time to deign to come and do that, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that it's, at an affordable prices, I'm just looking at just individual tickets. Like for, mm-hmm. you know, thirty bucks, you can see her a mm-hmm. come and talk about what she does in a mm-hmm. setting that is designed for that of a, an actor of a certain level, a certain caliber, which is fantastic. Yeah. But then also too, it's the idea that it there's also ten dollar tickets. Right. There's you know there's there's more stuff going on. You have uh, the Dick Gregory, um, what's going on with. Um, as I'm looking here, for oh, special Najee performance. Allen Gums. Yeah, that's right. You got two trains running. That's going to be happening in November. You've got Black History Month coming, which of course I'm sure stays busy for you guys. Yeah. Because you got yeah. 28 days of programming to yeah, fill. That's right. That's right. Um, and it runs all the way through to the summer with all of these different types of programming. Yet at the same time, there, for me, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm glad that I have what this at least this platform that I have right now sure. to be able to say 
that the Black Theaters, you know, Black Spectrum Theater Company is doing a lot of the work that, you know, people like, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is benefiting from. Mm-hmm. Not to take anything away from what he's done because that's some genius work on his own. That's right. But to know that that there has been a history that's been going on that has not necessarily been acknowledged. And so for that, I want to make sure that y'all know about the Black Spectrum Theater Company, because i got to keep saying it. And you need to go to their website, blackspectrumtheatercompany.com. Okay, dot com. And it's a nonprofit. And it's actually blackspectrum, blackspectrum.com. Right. www.blackspectrum.com. So to find out more about what's going on with this theater company, because there's a lot of stuff that... You know, what I love is that you make it accessible. That's yeah. the, the, the one of the big crimes that people are talking about in terms of theater, you know, especially if they want to go see something on Broadway, is it is not accessible to everybody. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. and the experience is not accessible to everyone. And you not only make that a, a part of the conversation, but you're also bringing in young people. You're teaching and training young people to maybe one day have a career in the theater so that they can be the next Lin-Manuel Miranda if that's what they choose to do. But do it with the skills and do it with the skill set. For you, how important is that for you to continue that? Well, it's been very important for me since the beginning. I, I, you know, my background is... uh, in education and in theater mm-hmm. and in film. And, and I taught public school for a little while and then left because I just got really focused in on trying to develop the theater company. Um, but, you know, I've always considered myself to be an educator, you know, and um, uh, my experiences uh, have always been such that, you know, I feel like you always want to share what you know it's a great feeling to to turn on the light bulb in some young person's head or an adult yeah. who's never been exposed to theater and see that light bulb go off and know that it'll never go out because you've turned on uh, something magic in them. And that's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. And so since 1978, besides doing our professional productions and working with professional actors and and um, actors who are who come out of our workshop and putting them both in the same environment. Besides doing that, we've had a children's and a youth theater uh, program ever since then, and and they've been. Uh, I've had some wonderful directors to run, like the children's uh, company for many years. B.J. Pierce Astwood, who's also a stage manager, who works at New Federal, all kinds mm-hmm. of places. Uh, Whitfield Sims, who is a fine director in his own right, was running our youth uh, theater company for quite a while, and um, Fulton Hodges. Um, uh, so it, it's it's been a, it's been a family, and it's a wonderful thing to see some kids who we bring in because our children's group is like from seven to twelve, and then the youth program is thirteen to seventeen, and then we have an adult acting company uh, acting class that goes on to see them come out of that environment, but to watch somebody go from seven years old, mm-hmm. stay with the theater, and then come back and be a part of the team program, stay with that all the way until age 17, go to college, come out of college, and then come back and work at the theater is a pretty amazing thing. It's, a, it's, it's, it's just life-affirming in a lot of ways. Like you're watching 
a lot of magic occur right in front of your face. And it's it's out of all the experiences I've had in the theater to watch that process is is just it's mind blowing, you know. And uh, uh, to walk the street and see someone who's now we have a lot of people who become lawyers and. Um, you know, theater is a emphasis, but they also become better people in a lot of other ways. And so lawyers, we have lawyers, doctors, motivational speakers, um, and, uh, and many of them are in all kinds of professions that uh, are just um, amazing. I love that. Carl Clay with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And it's just, I just had this this moment of, of burst because recently I had a conversation with um, the actress Montego Glover. Mm, okay. And Miss Montego was working with the New York Pops. They have an education program. Okay. And she and I had this really wonderful moment where I said to her, I said, it seems as if the need mm-hmm. for arts education in general for our youth in school is an important aspect because it gives people skills that they don't normally have. That's right. It exposes them to things that they probably would never That's in a million years right. notice and see. That's right. And it offers them opportunity mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both came out of, you know, I had music education when I was coming up. I was in the band and I did all yeah. of that stuff, you know, and... I think that there is a link to that conversation that the programs like yours at the Black Mm -hmm. Spectrum Theater Company, that offers our youth, especially our young black youth. Mm -hmm. And I have to say it like that because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very interesting to me that in this whole political conversation that's happening, you know, the things that they're talking about when it comes to race relations has nothing to do with educating anybody. It has nothing to do with edifying them in a way that's going to give them other kinds of skills. It's all about who's acting out on the street and who's not getting shot that's and right. and how, how to avoid getting shot. Like mm. that that's the conversation. Mm. And the fact of the matter is is that there are places for people very well said. Very to well have this said. kind of to have this experience. That's right. That's right. That's so right. for you, now that you know, even in this small arena that we're in right now where I'm actually being able to now educate myself about what you guys do. It is, what's the message that you want to put out there for people? Well, you know, and if I can, just go back a minute because I think you said something very important about giving uh, young people an experience. Uh, Our board chair, uh, Bob Lohr, has always called that providing extraordinary opportunities. For, for young people, and that, and that's that's the key. And what I also like to 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 say is is that as an educator, one of the things that I've noticed when a lot of uh, young people finish college, not all, but enough to mention this, that you run into some, the young person who says, you know, I just did four years in school, and I studied, um, you know, I studied law, for an example, mm-hmm. or I studied. Um, you know, uh, theater uh, uh, lighting or mm-hmm. something like that. And then they say, um, but you know what? I'm not interested in doing that. If I would have known what it was really like, mm-hmm. I would have never done that. So right. I always like to say, not only do we want to teach and show young people and give them an example of what is possible for them to do, but also to help them get to what they may not want to do. That's it. Because you can waste a lot of time... G- 
thinking mm-hmm. you want to do something, but because you've never had a hands-on opportunity for it, you kind of get kind of lost in the moment of, wow, that must be wonderful. I, I've run into a lot of that with lawyers, particularly. Exactly. You know, they say, oh, if I would have known, it was just a lot of paperwork and back and forth. <laughs> I thought I was going to be Perry Mason going mm-hmm. in and doing all that. And saving the world. And saving the world. So I think that that's an important aspect of education, too, is to let get young people thinking about what they want to do and what they may not want to do as soon as possible. So that way they can be, one, so much better at it mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and maybe get closer to their, 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 um, their goals quicker. Well, sift, at least sifting through yes. the possibilities yeah. that are there. Yeah. You give yeah. them that option, yeah. which, which you don't have. That's I mean, right. And I, again, you know, bravo to you because I, I feel like that is one of the things that we – you know, as some you know, man of a certain age, men, black men of a certain age, that we forget yeah. how difficult it really is, and how difficult it has become. Mm-hmm. For you know, I I suffered through you know the bullying with you know walking around with me and my tuba. You know, yeah, right, like, right, right, right. I, I suffered a different kind of bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then when the love of theater eventually came into my world, I mean, I, I was exposed to a lot of things right. very early. I, you know, I knew about the movie musicals and I learned, you know, I lived right. in Texas. So oh, okay. it was a different okay. kind of, of experience. But when you're in a place like New York where you have so much yeah. artistic energy that's just flowing through the city All over the place. in yeah. so many different forms and so many different ways to express yourself. Because I think that that's one of the things that what you do at Black Spectrum Theater for kids especially, you know, and for them adults, mm-hmm. is that you give them an opportunity to express themselves the key. in a way that you never thought was possible. And that's what got me involved in the theater. Wow. That's what got me involved. It was because... It was the late 60s. I'm watching all these things on television, uh, uh, water hoses being placed on people in Alabama and Mississippi. I'm hearing uh, the words of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Megar Evers, and I'm mm-hmm. listening to all this. And at the same time, I'm doing a lot of reading, a lot of reading about who I am and what my history is. And, and, and this was a time of discovery for many black folks. And so I was just one of them. And in that process, I think what happened to me is, is that it became a need to express in some way what I was feeling, but not in some type of a destructive method, but more of a constructive method that would say, you know, we can find answers within ourselves. And so one of the first productions we created um, and this was as teenagers. A group of us had gotten together, and I organized this whole uh, group at, a, at the church at that time. Was we created a, pl- a play on the N word, <laughs> and so we traced the N word back to the 17th century wow. and followed all the way. And the people in the church were really impressed. They were like these are just these are teenagers. Kids. Yeah. These are kids. What are they? You know. So they were very impressed, and then they allowed us to rehearse in the church. They gave us. At times that we could come in, it was like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. we must have did something right, okay? Then that next summer, we came back and created a, 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 an experimental musical called Black Love, and that was really the beginning of Black Spectrum Theater. Um, we got together in, in one of the members' basement, and I remember people, you know, we raised the question, how many of you think we should go forward and mm-hmm. form ourselves as a group? Everybody raised their hands, and that was the beginning of Black Spectrum Theater. Wow. Um, 
we came back the following year with a play called 2000 Black, Where the Black Folks up End Up in the Year 2000. But it was only 1972. <laughs> so we were projecting forward, where would we be? We were watching the TV shows and, and like everybody else in the movies, mm -hmm. and there were no black people in the future. Wow. So we said, well, I guess we better start thinking about where the black folks end up. So Except for who, Nichelle Nichols? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. She's the only her. one. She's the only one, right? <laughs> so we, I had a relationship at that time doing some music with uh, Roy Ayers, mm -hmm. and I got an opportunity to write some music for the movie Coffee yeah, I with, saw that. with Roy Ayers. And so he liked the song that we came up with for 2000, and he put it on his album. And wow. so that song had play on the radio and uh, people were listening to it and we turned it into a disco version of 2000 Black and we would go into the discos um, wow. and do performances. So, we, I mean, we had a really exciting kind of a, um, process and we were self-governed, you know, yeah. we didn't have a... An adult, adult supervisor. It was, but you know, you know, it was the like, home training clearly paid off because yes. you certainly knew how to behave. Yeah, yeah in that exactly, process. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Sometimes we didn't, behave, well, you but know. yeah, <laughs> because you're teenagers. Come yeah, on, right, and right, it's right. a club. Come right, on, now. right, right, right. But but overall, though, yeah. you know, your parents, you didn't embarrass your parents. Right. There you go. <laughs> Which is the generation we come from. That's right. Don't and that's the main don't, thing. Please do not embarrass us. That's Lord right. have mercy. Don't God embarrass us. That's right. Well, wow, Mr. Clay, I gotta say. You know, it's been actually a really pleasure and an honor to meet you and to talk to you. Same here, same here. You know, so you guys, again, if you're listening, there is theater that's happening in pockets of places that you would not have even thought about. Shame, shame on Keith Price. See, look, but I'm owning mine. See, there you go. so many people walking around know that they lying, <laughs> that they ain't owning nothing. <laughs> but I'm owning the fact that the Black Spectrum Theater Company out of Queens is giving is doing the kinds of things that we want folks to do. You know, and I say we as in the collective we, not just black folks, not just... Like, this is what I like to see happening, especially for our younger generations, because mm -hmm. as I look, you know, I've become my parents, I know, in a lot of ways, when I look at what's happening with our younger generations and looking at the loss that's happening yeah. because yes. they're not finding those those places like the Black Spectrum Theater Company, which, you know, I'm sure that there's a Latino that's sitting in Queens right now that would be welcome to come sure, to Black Spectrum. Sure, young sure. Asians and and learn and and open up themselves to something that's going to help change the path that they're they're traveling, to help change the direction of their lives in a way that would give them options. Absolutely. Because that's what I think is really sad about a lot of the kids that today that they feel that there are no options. Well, you hit you hit it right on you know? the most important thing that I think is that that is the key what you just said is options because when you look at and and I hate to pull this out but when you look at people who murder, people who abuse their their spouse or you know their significant other or uh, it's always, it becomes an educational piece too because I find that people who do these things are the ones with the least amount of options. They don't mm -hmm. understand that they have options. Right. And the more education you have, and that's why I always stress education for young people and anybody to continue to be, educate yourself, that the more education you have, you realize that you have options, that, mm -hmm. okay, it didn't go this way. There's a plan B, plan C. People it. who are not as educated, unfortunately, sometimes they see things myopically. And right. they just, you know, so. But 
Listen, we do dinner theater out at Black Spectrum. You got to come out and have some dinner I, with us. As I need to come and show. take one of these these writing classes that you're you know, offering because you know, I, I'm, you know, I, mean, uh, I, got a, I got two or three good plays inside of me that I have not sat down to really hash out. And okay. it would be great to be in a place in an environment where readings. someone... We do readings. Yeah, we do we, readings. And, all right. You know, uh, I mean, uh, the Two Trains Running, which is going to open uh, in, in November, November 4th through the 20th, uh, we have almost dinner theaters for uh, many of those shows. And we designed the theater so that it could be set up to do dinner theater. Mm -hmm. um, and many groups come out and raise monies by coming to the theater. We get the caterer. We do the show. All they have to do is sell their tickets and show see a show, eat dinner, and they make money for their organization at the same time. So, so it's a win-win. It's, it's so you're win -win. you're helping your own community at there the same go. time as helping yourself. There you go. And helping serve artists and giving artists a place to do what they do. And that's the kind of work we've been doing. All and, right uh, now, you know, doesn't I, always put us doesn't put us in the Broadway scene always in terms of stuff. But the the, the performers who come through, we put people to work and we we try to create an environment in which. Um, uh, the community can benefit from from what it is that we do. That's fabulous. Well, that's Carl Clay. Thank you so much for joining me here. Thank you. This is this Thank is you. very fabulous. Very, very fabulous. So again, if you want to know more about the Black Spectrum Theater Company, go to blackspectrum.com to get all the information about what's going on in their season. If you're planning a trip to New York City and you want to do something different, Compare your calendar to what's happening on their website and maybe, you know, take your little side trip out to Queens and go. see something mm -hmm. and and enjoy seeing other people, seeing creative people. And, you know, and as you do that, when you're coming to the New York area, research the places that are where you're living right now, because there, I'm sure that there is a Black Spectrum Theater Company prototype someplace mm -hmm. close to you that you can also spend the time supporting not only you know the theater and the art which we love mm -hmm. and we appreciate that but you might be doing something great for the community as well so uh, mr clay thank you very much thank you very much and we will be back pleasure.